to boldly go where no man has gone before. Boo, 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 boo. Ah, fuck what the fuck is that? Ah, it was like the, the tones. <laughs> <laughs> that was the tones. <laughs> Welcome to... <laughs> The review review, a show where two small town dudes don't know anything about Star Trek and give you our big dumb opinions. I'm short of the max extreme. I'm the tones. <laughs> Today we're diving into a flashback ep. Flashback! When did you say this one was from? It was from July of 2016. Oh, my. We're diving, diving and getting into our Wayback Machine. Getting into the Wayback Machine. Getting into the well. Pulling yeah. out this gem. After talking about The Wandering Earth, which is a Chinese space epic. Yes. Let's talk about one of America's own space <laughs> epics. That's right. About the franchise that is Star Trek, with the one film, the one review we did on a Star Trek film, <laughs> yes. which was Star Trek Beyond. Yes, the third installment of the Star Trek movie franchise. Yes, starring Chris Pine, uh, Zachary Quinto, Quinta, <laughs> uh, Simon Pegg, and the rest. Uh, Carl Urban. Yeah, that's right. This one... Uh, this one, very heavy on on uh, Carl Urban as Bones mm -hmm. and uh, Simon Pegg. That's right. Uh, I think this one was uh, co-written by Simon Pegg. Yeah, I think you say that in this. Um, well, I won't dive into more facts and I don't want to repeat <laughs> myself, but this one was like a, a love letter to Star Trek. And if you saw the other previous installments of this... Uh, it uh, divvies out some more time to supporting characters yeah, as well. So. Yeah. I think the thing I like the most about this, is it, it felt like a genuine Star Trek episode where it was like, even ends with a comeback next week kind of thing. Mm. So, yeah, this one was, this was decent. I enjoyed it. Very good. So, uh, I don't, I, I, I don't quite remember what I said three years ago, so I don't want to dive into more facts that I can kind of remember about it, so I yeah. will just let the audience. Let, let almost three years yeah. ago go you do the talking. That's right. And hopefully I don't sound like an idiot. <laughs> you were very racist in this episode. Oh, no, that's past me, <laughs> not were, me now. Oh, you are so racist. <laughs> And sexist. You just oh, hated, no! You hated women and people oh. of color so hard. Oh, Damn me. I, I, I wanted to defend you, Troy, but I... Out of just my hands can't. now. Just can't. I just gotta throw this in the, into the, in the internet right now. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> well, a positive I can look about this is that I've changed. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I have no idea oh. that you... You don't even know if you were racist. <laughs> I can only assume I was not. <laughs> so, everyone, tune in to see if Troy was racist in this. That's the one selling point of this whole episode. Oh, no. Is Troy racist in this episode? Let's find out. <laughs> Starting now. Starting right now. <laughs> Star Trek Beyond. Beyond! Hit theaters last weekend. Yep. And tell you what, made the number one movie. It's the number one movie in America right now. 
Star Trek Beyond. Third installment yep. of Star Trek II, the relaunch series. Mm-hmm. JT, what'd you think? What I think? No spoilers, of course. No spoilers. No spoilers, of course. For Into the spoilers. Beginning. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I felt like it was a competent movie. Uh-huh. Like, um, there was there's a lot of aspects to it that I was a really big fan of. Yep. And uh, a lot of it just... And then there was some things that just felt like a run-of-the-mill Star Trek yep. flick. But uh, beyond that, I think I had... Uh, for the most part, I had a really good time with it. I could almost agree 100%. All right. Almost. Almost. The... Uh it was like watching like a random episode, a random two-hour episode of like Star Trek because okay. it, they didn't have to like set up anything really. Yeah, they're just kind of going off on an adventure. That's true. And I'm like, this is really good. Like, yeah, it's good to see. Th- and like, Simon Pegg was one of the co-writers of this movie as well. Yeah. So it was kind of cool to see like, um. <laughs> I'm going to say, like, he had a bigger role in it. He did. Yeah. Uh, but it was cool to see not only him, but it, this movie wasn't like a Captain Kirk and Spock movie, which the last two have been. Yeah. They definitely fleshed out, like, more of, like, the main crew. Mm-hmm. Maybe not Ahura as much. Yeah, Ahura was kind of captured for the most part. Right. She had, a, I think, a bigger part in two. Yeah. But uh, they concentrate on Bones a lot more. In yeah, this. Bones definitely a lot more. Um, Spock is like out of commission early in the movie. Yeah, and so like he teams up with Bones, or Bones more likely under duress teams up with yeah. him. Yeah, their interaction is pretty great. Yeah, um, Kirk and Scotty are kind of teamed up separately. Yeah. And their their interaction is pretty great. Yeah. And there's even like uh little hints of greatness um with Sulu as well. Yeah. In this. Um uh, but I like that it it just wasn't another even though I I I can't I wouldn't complain if it was like another Spock and Kirk movie. I like that they mm-hmm. spread the wealth a little bit yeah. more. Um If I had one complaint to the movie uh without spoiling it, like yeah. It would have been the villain up to a point. Yeah. And then I feel like it was fine. Do you know are you, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. people have seen it would uh, probably know what I mean. Yeah. Well, I feel I feel with the villain like I feel like there was so much there's so many more questions I had about him. Right. When they revealed like what he was or I'm where they just they just they gave you as much as they could in the time allotted, and then they were like, "Well, we got to end it, so let's go." Uh, well, they didn't really give it as much as like in the time allotted because they had a lot of time allotted for it, and they yeah. gave it to you at the end. Yeah, which like made it more of like, uh, I mean, after seeing it in hindsight, like, oh, it made it like a mystery, and it didn't really like give you everything up front. Which yeah, I'm glad they they didn't, but there I felt like there's a few aspects they could have. Maybe thrown in there to maybe yeah. like give you a gradual progression of the or character, I f- or I feel like they could have flushed it out more if they would have revealed it earlier. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. Not the full reveal. I like no. that was fine. Yeah. There was like one aspect of his. I'll get to it in spoilers. Yeah. Because like there's certain yeah. like they didn't they, attributes of the character. They didn't have to reveal everything, but they could have revealed it in more segments than like I feel like they revealed everything at that one point. Yeah, like I, agree. I had no idea what the hell was going on until that point, and right. I don't even like I don't mind that. I like I like being in the dark on some things, but it was like they just they revealed so much at that one time where it was kind of overwhelming. Like I before I even had questions for what was going on. They were already going in their next action scene. Like right. they, they felt like they oversaturated like what was going on. Yeah, and um, I heard from a few different sources too that this movie was cut down in its script from like for like fifty pages. Okay, and so I think the original draft was like one hundred and eighty pages or something like that, and they cut it down to like one hundred and thirty or so. And so I think a lot of that side of the table of things has been cut, especially yeah. the villains, like army, essentially. Like, yeah. there's not a, hardly any background on that stuff at all. Yeah, and I would have liked to know a little bit more on them. Yeah, because I'm like, how is this working? Like, yeah, or their ships. Yeah, that too. That takes a lot of them. Yes, <laughs> it does. And I, I, I want to know a little bit more about that. Yeah, but. Overall, though, like, Star Trek Beyond is really fun to watch. Yeah. Like, it's got a great, a lot of great action scenes in it. Um, you see a lot of great Kirk and Spock moments, as well as, like, the entire cast. And I feel like the movie really pulls it out. Um, <laughs> you, like, you're so paranoid for these giant bugs. I now. thought I heard, like, a buzzing <laughs> over here, and I started freaking out. Like, its mate is now trying to kill you. <laughs> It gave off some weird distress scent <laughs> when after I smashed its guts in with a bottle. Um, but anyway, at the end of the movie, like it all gets wrapped up really, really well. And at walking out, I'm like, I had a really good time. Yeah, I had a pretty good time with this. Yeah, it, yeah, it does kind of feel a lot like a Star Trek because it even like, ends where it's like, oh, come back next week. Right. It, yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. I, that's pretty much all I got to say without talking about it really openly. True. Um, did you want to give it like just a overall grade before we spoil it? Um, yeah, I'd say for a grade, I'd probably give it like a solid, uh, maybe a, a, a lightly lower than middle of the ground B. Yeah. Um, I'd probably go like B minus. There were... I really like the end, and I feel like that saves the movie, but there were parts I feel like they could have done in Acts 1 and 2, especially 2, that could have like br helped bridge the movie a little bit more to okay. make it flow a little better, I think, yeah. that it would I would have given it like a higher score okay. at the end of the day. So yeah, B minus. Right on. Spoiler territory. Shit. Here we go. Let's jump right into the villain because I feel like that's the most thing we're gonna okay. talk about. Villain. Idris Elba plays a very good villain, but the problem with it I have is that you don't know anything about him. Yeah. Until Act Three. Yeah. And he has like this ability to siphon off people's life forces. 
and to change yeah. his body. Well, no, I feel like that was how he. Well, like, all right, just to go into the entire backstory of it, he w- used to be a uh, like a marine or like some kind of like general who was like he was like alive around the time where we were transitioning from like uh like planetary combat or from like combat like on earth to combat like in space right so like he kind of like that kind of fucked him up a little bit and so like um they cut like the military aspect of the federation yeah like and he the, was like the last one like they kind of brought up the thing that like the most about this movie is they they try and without really like going to like these like clunky flashbacks they try and like piece together a little bit of like the past before star trek happened right like in terms of like like a ship that they come across and then like the backstory of him they kind of like try and give you a little bit of a sense of like what 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 time was like leading into like this whole era of like space travel and like like bartering with like these other planets and stuff like that. And like how I kind of pieced it together was like, like they like aliens and stuff like came to us before we came to them. And it kind of turned into like a shit show where it's like, Oh, we're being invaded. We must attack them. And then when it got to point where we were getting, we're like becoming good at space flight. And then we started making peace with them. And then he was like super pissed because it was like, these are the people who've been fighting for like the most of my career, now I have to like be be a captain of a ship and like act like I'm friends with them when I actually hate them. It's kind of like if you made a Vietnam vet like the fucking uh, <laughs> like the uh, ambassador to Vietnam, like right after the war when we made like if you made peace with them, like it's like now you have to talk to them and be like you killed my friend in the muck and shit. Like he almost kills like. <laughs> this movie kind of felt a like decent analogy. Like this movie kind of felt like the villain was like a space racist. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he just hates anything that's like. Well, he ends up just like hating every everybody, but it, like he started out being like a racist of anything that's not on Earth. Sure. Yeah. The. Uh, and I really like that aspect of it. That was really cool. Yeah. Um. And then he kind of gives, like, the backstory on, like, he found this way to this planet and crash lands on that. And then yeah. they have the ability to, like, extend people's lives. Yeah. And that's not really touched upon on anyone except for him. Yeah. Like, does his crew have that as well? Yeah, I don't know. But, uh, like, his, like, hive soldiers that are, like, look like generic video game villains. Yeah. Like, they keep, like, br- like, um, who's the new, like, alien chick with, like, the white? Uh, Jayla. Yeah, she, um, calls, like, his warriors the bees. Yeah. Because that's the closest word she can think of it at, in English. Yeah. And they are, they do run, like, a hive society or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, you don't really... What you see in space with all these ships... Yeah. Like, are those just... No, they're not, because, like, Bones and Spock land in one, and they have to kick a guy out. I was going to say if they're just computer-controlled. No, yeah, they're all controlled by people. I feel like... I don't know, like... 
like again, this would have been way better if they just gave more of a backstory of it. But I feel like because he lands on this indigenous planet and he talks about how he's like, how he's like come in contact with like the natives. Like maybe the natives are so, like, um, they're so like drawn to somebody who like gives them orders that they are kind of like a drone army. They're looking for like that quote. Yeah. Queen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and sure. he's like he's got such a a strong military mind that he's so good at giving orders. Right. That maybe uh, yeah, I can understand. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I get that. It just like the the numbers you see of them on that planet does not equal what you see in that sh- like cloud of a ship. Oh yeah. Like like there's so many spaceships out there that it are like in this hive of ships that yeah. is like essentially like a metallic cloud. Yeah. Like you, those numbers do not equal what's on like the planet. And it's so weird that like the Starfleet or like this, en- the enterprise crew yeah. would even stand a chance against those numbers yeah. on the ground. I know. Like, especially like that, that whole scene where they have to like storm his compound to like save their friends. And it's like, why don't you just have that army, like protect you, yeah. <laughs> like why they have to like know, stay right? in their ships, yeah. and wait for the orders to be, like that place would be surrounded if they were if like those people were not in ships, right? I know it's and they could have just squashed all of them. Yeah, I don't know. It, it was, it was weird. So, but but then you find out like Idris Elba's character has stayed alive all this long because he's essentially hundreds of years old. Yeah. Because he's extended his life through, like, an energy transference. Mm-hmm. And he does this at a point in the movie where he does it and you're like, what's what's going on here? Like, he's sucking the life out of these people? Yeah. But I, you, you never really understand that it's, like, it's extending his life. Because when he does it, his appearance changes as well. Yeah. And, like, I kept going to... Like, I went to Chelsea, I think, twice. I'm like, if they don't explain this, I'm going to be pretty pissed. <laughs> like, what's going on here? Because like, he looks different now. Well, yeah. Well, I think, like, when he sucks, like, the energy out of him, like, he also kind of, like, takes on, like, physical appearance traits of them. Yeah. So, at the end, he's doing it to a shit ton of humans. So, he's, like, looking like he, how he used to. Right. Like, and, close but, to the end. I mean, you get that, like, late on, yeah. like, act three. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't mind if that was a trait. That was kind of presented, like, in the middle of Act 2. Yeah. Because it doesn't spoil, really, anything. No. Like, I've learned how to live for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Look at what I can do. And then it doesn't... You don't have to spoil who he is until, like, where he actually does in, like, Act 3 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but more on other people. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of, like, Bones and Spock? I... I liked their I liked their camaraderie a lot. Like they're totally like the space odd couple in this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I actually, for the most part, I one of the things I like the most about this uh, this trilogy so far is like the gradual like humanization of Spock was is a, is really good. Right. Like you go from like the first movie where he watches the entire planet blow up and he's like. That is unfortunate. Right. To, like, now he's crying because he saw that Ambassador Spock has died. Right. And he's, like, full-blown crying. Like, right. Yeah, he's, yeah. like, tears and stuff. And then there's, like, a funny scene in this where, like, Bones says something and then, like, Spock laughs. And, he, and he's, like, oh, my God, is something wrong? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I really like that. That was good. Like you can oh totally see. Oh my god, see- you're delirious. <laughs> Like you can totally see how like Spock is like starting to take on more human traits because he's been, he's around humans more more right. Like he still has his analytical Vulcan side to him, but like he's coming he's becoming more and more human as like the series goes on. I think I like that. The that's one of my things I like the most about this trilogy as and it goes on. What I like about um this third one is that Spock had a lot of time to shine in the number two. Yeah, in Into Darkness. Yeah, and so I like that. In this one, he was injured early on and, like, kind of taken out of commission, even though he's still along for the ride. Yeah. Like, it gives this opportunity for Bones to shine. Yeah. For, like, Sulu to, like... Sulu doesn't have, like, a huge part in it. Yeah. But, like, I like that it shows, like, Kirk at one point... And Kirk and crew find this old ship Yeah. that used to be the um, Idris Elba's ship... Yeah, that crash landed on this planet. I, I didn't wasn't a big fan of that. Like it was really very like coincidence. Yeah, I want after I get a, <laughs> along with this little thing I'm saying, we can go into that because I agree. But um, he uh, Kirk is like, can you drive this thing? And Sulu's like, listen, buddy, I can pretty much drive yeah. anything. What the fuck, dude? And it's like I like that it shows him like. Listen, you just do your thing. I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to kick ass at it. And I really like that part. Even, like, I like the look that he gave um, Anton Yelkin's character, like, after he, like, pulled up and it was like, yep, I did it. <laughs> and he's like, oh, shit, I did it. Like, that, I like that part a lot. But yeah. otherwise, like, everyone is totally confident in all their abilities. Like, yeah. doesn't it's not like Kirk, like... Do the best you can. I yeah. command it. I demand the best out of you. Yeah, it's like everyone they, like, listen, I know what I'm doing, buddy. It's not my first rodeo. Yeah, they feel like a well-oiled machine in this for sure. Yeah. Like even like for the most part, they don't have a ship, but they still feel like a like a well-functioning crew. Yeah. 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 Um, and the uh, Spock or not Spock. I'm sorry. Scotty and uh, Kirk team up with Jayla. Yeah. was really cool too. Jayla is a really cool character. Yeah, I liked her a yeah. lot. I I'm, I hope they use her more in like uh, upcoming films because she was yeah she was really cool. Which do you know she's actually the chick that plays Gazelle in Kingsman? Yeah, I um, heard that afterwards, and I was like, you could not tell that <laughs> at all. Yeah, it was pretty cool. The great makeup effects on this as well. Yeah, it, she looks yeah she looks really cool. Um, what do you think? Uh, this is like. Um, a little bit of a departure from character stuff, but the very beginning of three is kind of reminiscent of the beginning of two, where they're kind of like off on another adventure already, and you're kind of seething the tail end of it. What do you think of the? What you think of that? Oh, I mean, it was fine. Like they even found a way to like connect that to like what goes on in the movie yeah. too. I liked how they connected it to the movie, but I think I preferred like twos a little better. Yeah. Like, it was funny what, that you... I don't even remember what Two's was. Two, they find, like, this, like, really primitive culture, and oh, yeah, they're not yeah. supposed to see the ship. Yeah. And they end up, like, taking off anyway, because they're trying to, like, not have this volcano destroy, like, this whole civilization or yeah. whatever. And so then they end up worshipping, like, this the, sh- the <laughs> ship, because they think they're gods. Yeah. Um, That was... I thought it was just more visually interesting than just, like, a sight kind of gag. Than the, what the third one kind of is. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, the, the 
Yeah, it's totally a sight gag where like, you feel like they're like these enormous beasts that are going to like maul him and then they just end up like being like these knee, little... like not even <laughs> knee high, just like <laughs> little chihuahua creatures <laughs> that are like trying to attack him and stuff. Yeah. Um. Oh, boy. What else? What else about Star Trek? Uh, doesn't it feel like all of the villains are kind of the same in a sense? From the three movies? Yeah. Like they're all just like, oh, the Federation fucked me over. Um, yeah, kind of. They're not all the same, but, they, yeah, I know I know what you're saying. Yeah, like, every, it feels, like, their motivations are kind of the same of, like, I need to fuck over the Federation in, like, the most drastic way possible. Right. Yeah, all right. I agree with that. Federation, just get your head out of your asses. Yeah. Quit fucking people over. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think it would be cool if, like, since they've been doing this, like, if in the next one, like, it turns into a thing where, like, where, like, Kirk turns against the Federation, where, like, he turns into the people he's been fighting, like, the last three movies. Yeah. That'd be okay. I would like that. Yeah, fuck the Federation. Fuck him. What'd you, oh, uh, what'd you think of, like, that, uh, like, Grand Central Station of, like, the Federation or whatever, that big Uber... Halo planet. <laughs> oh, uh, what's it called? Yorktown. Yeah, Yorktown. Yeah, it was really cool. That was really cool. And I'm glad yeah. it took like that minute kind of like tour of the planet. Yeah, like the way it plays with gravity and stuff was really cool. Yeah. Like it was super futuristic. Like think of it like almost as like eight halos put yeah. together and they're like they end up like making like a sphere of a planet yeah. essentially if you took like four elysiums and then like put them in a blender and then took yeah. them out and threw them in uh right because it's not space. just a ring it's like yeah. a ring and you turn it and then yeah. it's another ring here yeah. and then they have like axes and everything and like, like that. twist around each other and and it it's really cool looking yeah it's like the cities aren't like because gravity works really weird on there, like the cities are like built perpendicular of each other, mm -hmm. but because gravity always is flung outwards, it always yeah. works. So it's really cool. Like the gravity just comes to like a it comes to like a point at the at the end where like all like the skyscrapers kind of meet. So like, and they play around with that really cool at the end, like at the end fight scene. Yeah, and I thought that was a lot of tension too. Yeah, like that fight scene, even yeah. though it's like always it's like. Saved like, at the eh, last second, yeah, but he's, he's gonna—he's totally gonna survive. But then it's like, yeah. Oh but I thought it was really cool. Like going and watching this movie, and I was what—I was watching this with Chelsea, and I'm like, this needs to pick up at some point. <laughs> and as soon, because a lot of things were happening in the first two acts, yeah. But not a lot of things were happening, yeah. you know, to advance the plot. It was like, here's an action scene. Like, especially, like, in the the first act. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on, but really nothing's advancing the plot. There's a lot of evasion in, like, the in like the in that uh, 45 minutes from, like, when they crash land to, like, when they take off. It's a lot of, like, evading people. Yeah. But, like, the third act I really enjoyed a lot. Yeah. Like, I, I would like to see just that part again. Yeah. Like, their way that they... they the way that they piece together how to actually beat like this cloud of like ships up to like the whole chasing through like the Yorktown. Right. And then like the, like the fight scene at the end on top of all those skyscrapers. It was really cool. Yeah. It was really cool. Like that, 
That's a, the only thing I really want to see again. Yeah. Um, there's something we were going to bring up before I lost my train of thought. What was that? Oh, the uh, being um, coincidental that they found that ship. Yeah, yeah. Very coincidental. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fact that it used to be Idris Elba's old ship. Yeah. And everything like that, too. So, like... Yeah. And the f- fact that he was on that planet for how long and he couldn't find it. Yeah. Well, well, like, they also do that thing where, like, she used the, uh... Um, she had, like, some kind of sensors that, uh, like, kept it invisible from people, Yeah, like too. the cloaking devices yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I can see that, like, oh, I thought I parked it right here or whatever, yeah. <laughs> and it's not here anymore or whatever. I can see that, but, like... Did she find that right away? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so I, there's a lot of unanswered questions on the evil side of things yeah. that I'd like to have answered for me. But otherwise, like I thought Star Trek was pretty decent. Yeah, yeah, I definitely had fun with it. Um, uh, let me see. There was actually... Um, when we were talking about this uh, on last show, there was a guy who commented on our SoundCloud account, and uh, he was like trying to correct us that um, it wasn't. We, we were saying Chris Hemsworth is going to be in the next one, which he is. Yeah. But he's like, "You mean Chris Pine?" And I'm like, "No, I know Chris Pine's in the movie. <laughs> I mean Chris Hemsworth. You Hemsworth idiot. is also going to be in the next movie." And I was like, "Then I made a joke, just like Star Trek Four. Hemsworth, Pine, Honk City or whatever. It's like Battle of the Honks, even though they're father and son. <laughs> like Star Trek Four, A Tale of Two Chrises. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um Oh, there's like there's like a thing where like uh to uh go back to like um Spock's like humanity and stuff, like the thing where like he uh they find the uh, city by like using like the radiation like g- going off of uh, Ohura's necklace. Uh-huh. So like, he gives her like essentially gives her like a part of like his planet, which is like s- gives off like this small thing of radiation, and he thinks of it like right away. And they're like, "You have a cloaking device on your girlfriend?" And he's <laughs> like, "Oh, I never thought of it that way." And it's like, dude, you totally just. That's like the first thing that came to mind when like, it was brought up. Like you totally, you, that totally went through your mind at least once. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, no, I, I, I do not care of what she does with her life. And it's like, no, but you got like a, it's like a small cloaking device on her. <laughs> like if you really wanted to find out where she was, you could totally find her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I thought that was funny. Um, I actually have, um. A review from a Twitter user, Matt HH. Uh, he's a total friend of the show, uh, Paper Keg, their podcast and stuff. Oh, yeah. And uh, there's a Paper Keg um, group on the app called Slack. Yeah. And uh, I threw it out there today, like, hey, if anybody out there has seen Star Trek, what do you think? At Ma- Matt HH. Okay. Has this to say. Okay. Star Trek was overall a really enjoyable movie. It had major action set pieces that you'd expect in a summer movie, but it also was driven by tons of smaller character moments, which we said. Okay. Uh, The very best thing was a split up of the team so that you could emphasize smaller pairings. This was best exemplified by the Spock and Bones spending a bunch of time together. This particularly showed off Carl Urban, who stole the movie, IMO. 
uh, versus Quinto, who totally rocked it in Into Darkness, which I agree. I actually really like Into Darkness. Yeah. A lot of people shit on it for being like a ripoff of Wrath of Khan. Yeah. I don't care. I still like the movie. Right on. Fuck the haters. <laughs> um, it does feel more like an episode, and that aspect really worked. It was also cool to see that the suspense... It was also cool, kind of cool that the suspense of the mystery of the movie really holds your focus as you're waiting for the resolution. Ultimately, two thumbs up. Right on. There you go. Um, I almost completely agree with his uh, review, except oh, yeah. for like the suspense, I'm going to say. I felt wasn't necessarily suspense, was not giving you any information. <laughs> like... I wasn't held in suspension about this guy. I was, like, just mad that, like, I didn't understand what was going on. I wasn't so much suspense as I was curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, like why were his feelings so... Like, why does he want to fuck shit up so bad? <laughs> but, yeah, I don't... It was... Yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, What did you think of Sulu's husband... I thought that was handled very well. Yeah. I like when I saw it, I was like, this guy looks kinda old. Like I think <laughs> like I think Sulu could do better than this guy. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe he's a great provider. Like I he's always like, out on expeditions. I felt like they made him just old enough where it was like if people got way too up in arms about it, like Sony could just do like a whole thing where it's like Oh, um, well, he's actually his dad. He had him when he was really young. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe. Sure. But, no, yeah. Like, I liked it. Like, I was... It was a nice moment. Yeah. It wasn't It wasn't over the top. Actually, there was an audible awe that came from Chelsea Danger when we watched that movie. Oh, good. When they saw him... When they saw put the arms around each other, she's like, oh. I'm yeah. like, I knew you were going to do that. They still should, like... I had him, like, kiss or something. Just a little peck on the cheek? Yeah. A little peck on the mouth? Yeah. They they were still a little too, like, like formal. Like, just no, make I, it show. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that are, like they, when they put their arms around each other, like, that was that was pretty it was pretty romantic. But I, I would have liked it more if they would have been, like, they would have, like, gotten, like, super ballsy with it. Like, just have them just fucking full out kiss each other. Like... <laughs> See, we're two gay dudes. <laughs> we like banging each other. Get over it, America. End of story. <laughs> yeah. Get over it, America. Yeah. Yeah. Did you feel like um, they may have shoehorned a little bit more of like Anton Yelkin's character into this because of his Not passing? really. He was kind of more like in the background. He was kind of like following Kirk and whatever he was doing. He wasn't really given like a... Hey, look at me! Moment. He right. was just kind yeah, of like, kind of informing what was happening to Kirk, for yeah. the most part. I mean, not that I have any complaints because I like him, but um, yeah, yeah, I think he played I, his I, part really. He plays his part really well. I thought uh, they may have done that because of his passing. They would have thrown a little bit more of him in. Yeah, that really didn't really help the plot any. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, he was he was good at it. There too. was a few moments where it felt like. Like, I know Simon Pegg wrote this, but I felt like there was, like, a few moments where, like, there was, like, some awkward, like, trying to make a relationship between him and Jayla. Like, there'd be, like, oh. oh sure. Like, there was, like, seemed like a lot of moments where he would, like, come up to her and be like, 
oh hey what's wrong and stuff like that and then it's like you two do not have any chemistry just move along just move along yeah but it kind of felt like they were like trying to like force something and then it's like not nah, not working let's go let's go somewhere else i didn't get that as much i don't know well maybe i'm just nitpicking there you go nit picking what we do nit. best that's what we do picking nits Picking them nits. But yeah, overall, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'd be excited for another one if they put it out. Hopefully they do it sooner than what they did from 3 to 2. Hey, thanks for listening. If you want to join us on social media, do so at Review Review Pod on Twitter. If you happen to be a Facebooker, do that at Review Review Pod on Facebook. Uh... You can find us at our host site at reviewreviewpod.podbean.com, but you don't have to listen to just there. We are also on a multitude of platforms such as Google Podcasts, Alexa Devices, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. If you happen to be an Apple user, rate and review us there, because if you like the show, that helps other people find the show as well. If you want to write in, do so at reviewreviewpod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening again. We'll see you next time. And we're off.